When I started, it was guys with striped pants and checkered suits, sport jackets, <laughs> ties up to their uh, belly button, and it was just like selling yardsticks and calendars to now you're selling high dollar electronics. This industry has really evolved to a more professional manner. Hi everyone, it's Amanda Delaney with Gold Bond, and with me is Chef Kate Plummer with Claremont. We have been talking to people recently who maybe followed in their parents' footsteps, coming into a family business and in our industry, and just what it's like growing up promo. And today we are so excited to be joined by three promo rock stars who all happen to be family, although they do not work in a family business. So with us today to share their growing up promo story, we have Megan Corey with Hit Promo, Morgan Corey with SNS Activewear, and their father, industry vet Paul Corey with Sierra Pacific Apparel. Corey Clan, welcome. Glad Thank to be you here. So much. Thank you. So excited to have you guys. And we'll just jump right into it. So, Paul, let's start with you. How did you get into the industry? How long has it been? Kind of what's your backstory? Sure. So I'm probably not going to give the dates as how far back it's been because that would go <laughs> my age. Let's just say that when I graduated college, I went to work for Nabisco and I was there for several years in the consumer products arena. And then my next job was with Gillette and I was living in Dallas at the time and we had Megan. So now I'm already showing how old I am, I guess. <laughs> got transferred to Atlanta and worked there for about two years, and really wanted to be back home. Megan and Morgan's mother is from England, so we didn't have any family in Dallas or Atlanta. I grew up in Ohio, so I wanted a job back in the Cleveland area. And I took a position for another company, which was in the consumer products arena, and I sold private label, like Q-tips, cosmetic pads, foot inserts, I guess like Shoals foot pads. And I was there about a year and I was making really good money, but the guy I worked for, let's just put it this way, was not very nice. So <laughs> I started searching for a new opportunity and I saw in the newspaper an ad for selling Papermate, Braun, Gillette products. And I had that background and I sent my resume in. And about two weeks later, I got a call from a gentleman and we started talking and I happened to know him from another division in Gillette. And the company's name was GPA Associates, and they were located in Stoughton, Massachusetts. So we started talking, and he goes, I just wanted to call you to see if it was the same person who I knew from Gillette back in the day. And I said, yeah. And he goes, boy, he goes, timing couldn't be worse. He goes, I just hired somebody yesterday. And I said, oh, well. And we talked for like another 45 minutes. And he goes, you know what? He goes, I'm going to call that guy and tell him that something happened, and we're not going to be able to hire him. And he goes, I'm going to hire you. And I was sure. like, so taken aback. I'm like, wow, this is really cool. And I'm like, what am I going to be doing? And he's like, you're going to sell products to the promotional industry. He goes, so just go and look in your house and see how many pens have an imprint on them, how many coffee mugs. And if you used, you know, balloons or Frisbees. And I'm like, people make money doing that? And he's like, we make so much money. And I took the job, got my little company car, and I took over for the rep who was in Ohio who was taking another job, and his name was Kurt McGovern. He is an industry legend in the Midwest. 
he started to become a multi-line rep and he really helped me and explained the industry to me. And my territory was like Ohio, Michigan, Western PA, Western New York, Indiana. And I didn't have any idea. I was used to going to show product and look at my financial reports to see what the customer was doing. And if they bought this type of pen this year, I'm like questioning, why aren't you buying the same pen next year? And he goes, well, that was a one-time promotion because I had no idea. I was just used to selling retail and, you know, they keep filling the orders. It's almost like a annuity. But in our industry, you've got to go out and you've got to be creative and you've got to sell them on other ways to use other products. So it was a lot of fun. It took quite a while to learn, but I was so lucky that I met so many people in the Cleveland area when I did my first show who they were more than happy to help me learn. And to this day, so many years ago, those guys are still my best friends. And I see them a couple of times a year and we go on trips up to Lake Erie. So that's how I got in from consumer products. And then just because of the relationship that I had with Gillette when I sold them at retail to Gillette in the promo industry. And it was a nice transition and it's been so much fun. This industry has the best people, the best customers, and I'm so grateful to be where I am today. I love that. And I love how you said the relationship is what helped you get that start and how those are still some of your best friends. I think we can all definitely relate to that. I mean, I had no idea. When I went to my first trade show with my boss and he was a retail guy too, I didn't know what to expect. And the people there, they helped me set my booth up because I didn't know how to do that. They told me what was going to happen when people came in to the show. And I really watched other people to learn what they were doing and kind of emulate them. And I took the best from some of my rep friends in Ohio, and that really helped make me what I felt was a pretty good rep. I love that. And we're still doing that, right? Learning from each other and leaning on each other. And it's never ending. This industry isn't something that you can just teach. I think it's kind of never ending. Morgan, what about you? You were the last of the three to come into promo, right? Yes, I was. How did that start? Did you just see your dad and Megan going after it? Did you guys even know what your dad did for a living when you guys were kids? I just remember my dad coming home with like a bunch of pens and I would steal all of the pens out of his bag. <laughs> so I was like, these are so cool. <laughs> but I had somewhat of an idea of what he did. But when I was older, I used to help my dad set up his booths. And then when Megan moved to Nashville, she kind of just invited me to tag along with her because I was just twiddling my thumbs in Columbus, Georgia. And I took the leap of faith with her. And while Megan and I were in Nashville, I used to help set up her booths and I was meeting all of her customers and becoming actually just great friends with the people in this industry. And I had no idea what I was even getting into. And I remember one day I came home to visit my family, my mom and my dad back in Georgia. And my dad sprung up SNS on me and he was like, I think you would fit in so well. And I feel like it happened in the blink of an eye that I was on the phone with Mark Ketchum, who was just an amazing boss. And we had a conversation for like two hours just talking about the most random things. And I was like, wow, not only is he a boss, like he could be a friend. And the next day I was talking to Matt O'Connor and I was working for SNS. I mean, this industry is just so insane and has been such a 
blessing in so many ways because now I get to see my dad and my sister for trade shows. I finally understand like what they're talking about when we were (laughs) (laughs) because they would talk and my mom and I would just be staring at each other like what are they even saying? Like now I know. Now I'm part of the loop. (laughs) You speak that foreign promo language now. Yes. I do. <laughs> Your mom now out of the loop of questioning of like chatter now. My sister, before she joined the company, she was like, this is a hard stop. Like dinner conversation is not about business. And so does your mom sort of like, nope, we're not talking promo. I think she knows enough that she can keep up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but now she kind of has to, right? <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, I'll call her and I'm talking shop with her and she's like, Morgan Ann, I don't know what any of this means. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, what about you? You're with Hit now, but you and I have known each other for a little while. And I know that you started with admins, I believe. But how did you really get your start in this industry? Actually, Hit was my first job in the industry. So I graduated college at Georgia Southern University. I spent my last semester studying abroad in Spain. And I came home in massive amounts of debt. And my dad was like, you are cut off and you need a job. (laughs) Well, you said you were a bartender at college for that ain't happening. So he sent me a list of several of his contacts and he's like, look, just send them an email. I think you'll be great in sales. This is such a fun industry. You're very outgoing, effervescent, you know, just try to go for it. So I sent my resume off to several suppliers and CJ was actually one of them. And I swear, I sent my resume to CJ. I sent him a little email just introducing myself as Paul Corey's daughter. And within the hour, CJ replied and he's like, yep, love Paul. Let's, you know, get an interview. Come on down and we'll see you know, what we can do. And so within a week, I flew down to Tampa, we had an interview, and they hired me to work, you know, customer service inside sales. And so I did that for a few years. And I'm so grateful that I had the opportunity to work in house at such a large supplier, because it allowed me to really learn from the ground up, you know, how POs were processed, how, you know, production worked, and just all the intricacies of just in-house operations. And so I did Mm -hmm. that for a few years. And then I went to admins to do outside sales. I really wanted to go back home to Atlanta. I was living in Tampa at the time. And I just wanted to be in front of people and just try the sales side of things. So I got hired for admins, which was awesome. But I think it was just meant to be that I was at HIT because within a few years, HIT acquired admins and I was back at home working outside sales for HIT. So it was a little bit of a circle, but my journey was just great because the education throughout that whole process is just unbeatable. But I definitely knew a good bit about the industry. I used to go to trade shows with my dad. I can distinctly remember going to, what is it, dad, the Ohio? IX Center. Yes. And he was working at Alpha at the time. And I would take his really nice polos and pullovers from his display. 
and run around the trade show trying to trade these pullovers for like stress relievers and um, <laughs> pens. And he's like, that's a $60 polo. You can't, <laughs> you can't trade that for a 10 cent pen. <laughs> I got to say that when Megan would do the shows with me, the IAC Center was worked by the Cleveland Hopkins Airport. And so we would stay there. And then she would go around and stuff catalogs, inserts for people in other booths and make money. And by the second or third show, she was already showing product. And I go, wow, you've got the gift of gab and people like you. And she goes, so let me ask you, is this all you do is you shake hands with people, you hug them, tell them you're going to take them to lunch, buy them drinks, and then <laughs> that's a wrap. And I go, well, that's pretty much sometimes what I do. <laughs> it was so fun to watch both of them work the trade shows and just interact with people. But they learned that from an early age because when people came to our house, they had to shake hands, look them in the eye, talk to them. And I think your interaction is a result of just being able to talk to older people your whole life. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Megan flew down to interview with Hit. And I told her after the interview, call me right away, call me right away. Because she had like three more interviews set up. And the day's going by and it's like 12 o'clock, three o'clock, four o'clock. And then she finally calls me. She goes, I took the job. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what about the other interview? She goes, no, I'm moving to Florida. I'm, I love these people. This is going to be the greatest thing in the world. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so much for running it by you and exploring other options. Right. And I'm like, what about the other company? She goes, well, I'll call them. She goes, I can't pass this up. I love CJ. I love his mom. This is going to be where I want to be. And I'm like, all right. If you know what you want to do, you know what you want to do. I'm just glad you're not bartending in Statesboro, Georgia. <laughs> and I'm off your tab. Right, right. Right, right. All the other suppliers would be like, look, she's not the great kid, but Morgan, watch out for Morgan. Right. right. <laughs> well, Morgan, she used to say when she was a little kid, she goes, I will never do what you do. I'm going to be my own person and I want to do this and this and this. But Morgan is just smitten with selling clothes. I mean, she worked retail. She loved clothes. So working for S&S was a natural thing. And then once she left Columbus, Georgia and, and Columbus State University and coming up to Nashville, you know, things fell into place and she could not have ended up with a better company, both my daughters. So kind of blessed that way. That's awesome. Morgan, I'm the same as you. Like when I started at Claremont, I was like, this is a temporary job. I am not staying here. I'm not working for my parents or doing the same thing my parents do. So I get that where you're like, I'm doing something totally different. I love fashion so much. And I was like, I want to be a stylist. I want to work with famous people and style them all day long. <laughs> but at the same time, I still kind of am a stylist. Like I'm helping people find the right merch or, you know, helping them with what they're going to bring into their restaurant. I'm still doing the same thing, but I get to work with really cool brands and I'm working with people that I count as my family. And it's just been so amazing. And I get to be with my sister and my dad because they both left me in Tennessee. So <laughs> I'm so happy when Morgan joins because I initially put her through rookie training, which is oh you're God. driving me to every show and you're helping me set up and take down my booth. <laughs> She's not joking at all. And Eric Carr was just sitting back watching it all happen. He goes, yeah, it's rookie training. I'm like, is this a joke? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Taking down my booth and yours. Who's next? 
Well, who helps you take down yours now, Morgan? You need to bring someone into rookie training. Look, I'm trying. (laughs) You don't have any other family members you could recruit in? No, I'm trying to get my mom just to come help me. (laughs) I'm trying to rope someone back into Tennessee. It's not really working out for me. Sometimes I make roommates do stuff for me, but like carry all my catalogs, which they just don't understand because I'll get 20 boxes of catalogs and they're like, what do you do with these? I'm like, don't worry about it. Help me bring them in though. (laughs) (laughs) That'll be your workout for the day. Oh, really? With my family, like we're all in the same business and we do different things in the company, but you guys are in very different companies and how do you keep everything separated in terms of clients or opportunities? Pitt buys from SNS, SNS buys from Sierra. So we're all kind of just in this chain together. We have overlapping customers in a sense. I have a few accounts still in the Tennessee area. Majority of my accounts are in the Atlanta area. Dad's accounts are all over. I think SNS is one of your largest accounts. So we have overlapping, but we don't. So, you know, we can have our complaint sessions um, without hurting anyone's feelings, or we can have our celebration sessions and understand what we're all going through. You're kind of spot on there. I mean, we do talk in general about customers and business, but Morgan has Tennessee, Megan has a lot of the Southeast. And I mean, I have the United States, Canada, and Europe. So I'm looking at it from a bigger perspective on selling the wholesalers like SNS and Alpha. And so, you know, we run into each other, which makes at some trade shows, which makes it really fun. But Morgan's really grounded on the country music and music industry. And Megan's selling everything. And I'm just trying to get placement into my wholesalers. So it's fun. And we do a lot of lighthearted stuff. But at the end of the day, we don't really talk that much about business, do we? It's been mostly your wedding, Megan. So, I mean, I don't know. (laughs) I would say it's 50-50. We'll talk business in a sense. But then there's just also so much going on. We have a lot of shared interests. All of us play golf. We all love soccer. We love music. So while this industry is a huge part of our family, we're also able to have other hobbies outside of this that we can share together. I think that's so cool. I mean, especially you find it with like a lot of, I mean, my friends anyways, because I've bounced all over. And so some of my best friends are in the industry and you get together with a bunch of promo peeps and it's hard not to talk shop. So I guess maybe just, you know, you guys all growing up in it. And like you said, having those shared interests where it's kind of 50-50 and it doesn't dominate all of your conversations. I think that's so cool. What was it like, Paul, for you? I know you said it's been so fun watching them come up. And obviously you're passionate about this industry as well. But knowing the ins and the outs of the industries and it's a grind sometime and the traveling where we're often traveling solo and thinking about your girls going to Vegas for Expo. What was that like for you? Did you have any hesitations about that? I mean, honestly, I'm very, very lucky that I have two great daughters that I trust them. They're pretty street smart, so I never really worried about them on the road. I travel every week, like since March 13th. This year, it's the longest I've been home. I've been on an airplane once. But I would look at Megan, first off, because she started first, and She worked with really good people, and they allowed her to stay at nicer hotels, so 
I felt safe about that. And Megan would just go to the grocery store and buy her food and not go to restaurants. She's always busy working out. And I would kind of tell her the places to go. I tell you what, there pretty much isn't a big town that I haven't been to in the United States. And I'm a creature habit. I always go to the same Marriott hotels or Hilton hotels. And same. Just go meet with your customers. Be honest. Make the best suggestions you can for products that they would want to sell to the end user. And do lunch meetings, do breakfast meetings. And then, you know, at nighttime, you have that for yourself. And she picked up on stuff so quickly. And once again, she had CJ and the people at Hit to help her. And then when she worked with Brett and Glenn, I mean, they were just awesome people. And by the way, a little funny story, and I hate to switch this, but we were in the Bahamas, right, Megan? Yes. On a pro forma trip. And I took both Megan and Morgan, and we were in a van going to a restaurant. And Brett and Glenn were in there, and they were talking to Megan, had met Megan. And they go, you know what, Megan? When you graduate from college, you're going to come work for us. And lo and behold, they did. And I knew that they, they cared about her as a person, not just an employee. And my reservations about her traveling was, you know what? She's street smart. She's going to do a great job. And with Morgan... I mean, Megan had worked that territory in Tennessee better than I even knew it. So as Megan alluded to, I mean, Morgan was a chauffeur for the first couple months going around seeing customers. (laughs) And then after that, I mean, Morgan found her own customers that I don't even know about. And it used to be that they would go and do presentations and they introduce themselves and they say, Corey, Corey, are you Paul's daughter? And I'm like, that's so cool. But now when I go and see customers, they go, oh, are you Megan or Morgan's dad? I mean, (laughs) they know people better than I do. And I'm like, holy (laughs) come full circle. And then when I walk out of there, it's like I want to fist pump and just say how cool it is that both of my daughters have laid the groundwork for me to get new business as opposed to the reverse. So really, they pretty much did everything on their own. They already had the reports of customers and I would give them some names, but, you know, I just trusted them. Their mother trusted them and they're pretty much independent. So I was very proud and I really had nothing to do with their growth. It was all on their own. That's amazing. Aw, thanks, dad. Aw. <laughs> My dad was the same way this year at Expo and everything. People were like, are you Kate Plummer's dad? And he's like, well, I've been around in the industry for 30 years, but yes. And he was just as excited about it as sort of like, cool. It is so cool. (laughs) Megan's first trip to Las Vegas, I think she lived in the foundation room. (laughs) (laughs) It's like 1.30, I'm going back to my hotel and she's like, we're in the foundation room, come up. And I go, you know what? I'm done. She goes, dad, you have to come up. And this is like, (laughs) oh my God, you know, I'm not, 30 anymore. I can't do it. But lo and behold, I stagger up there and stagger back down. That is one thing, though, when we go to Vegas, especially, you know, I think eye candy is always that center meeting place or it was, you know, for a few years. When I would hand down my credit card, I would have to say, you know, I'm Megan Corey, there's going to be maybe two more tabs open here you know, pay attention because there would be like three Corey tabs going around. And it's like, no, 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 no. (laughs) We cannot mix these up. Right. That's a fun expense report to turn in. If they all put it on, put it on one tab accidentally. Yeah, please put it on all 
Ori, please. <laughs> <laughs> my tab was usually the heavier one, and Megan's like, no, 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 this is my dad's tab. There's no way I had $400 worth of alcohol here. <laughs> Megan and Morgan, what was it like for you coming in with your dad already known? Obviously, like he's saying that you guys rocked it right from the beginning, but there must have been an experience of like, okay, yeah, I'm Paul Corey's daughter, but so what was your experience coming in? Honestly, it it was really nice. My dad had already built a lot of these relationships and more so with the supplier side. I remember going into some of my first few regional shows a lot of these supplier reps would come and seek me out and they're just like, oh my gosh, you're Paul Corey's daughter. Let me, you know, show you the lay of the land, the ropes. Here's what we're doing. You know, we're going to here for dinner after the show. So I never felt like I was on Lonely Island because my dad had already built a lot of these relationships when it came to a lot of these veteran supplier reps. So it was like they were ready to take me under their wing. I was at PPAF once. I think it was my first PPAF. And I was sitting at the hotel just reading a book (laughs) after a show set up. And Kathy Joycox, don't you work with her, Morgan? I do. She's our Florida rep. I love her. I love her. Yes. She was like, oh, no, Missy, you are not going to read a book. Come to dinner with us. We love your dad. I bet we'll love you too. And her and Tony and Ashley like pulled me into their group of girls. And it just really helped me build my customer base, make friends, you know, with the supplier families and just feel really comfortable traveling. I never felt alone because my dad had built all these relationships throughout the Southeast. And you both know these supplier reps, these distributor reps, they just want to be your family and they end up becoming your family through that. Mm -hmm. So it really helped lay a lot of foundation for that. I'm nodding my head. I'm agreeing with everything that Megan said. (laughs) I mean, especially because there's so much respect that people give towards our dad and just so much love and so many friendships. Like Megan said, like, I never feel alone. And when I was first doing those trade shows with Megan, another person that, you know, everyone loves, I always felt like I feel safe. If I need something, I have someone I can lean on. And my dad makes a joke that, you know, he has no friends and no one likes my dad, but he is probably one of the most loved people (laughs) I've ever met in my whole entire life. (laughs) We went to Kansas City for a product preview and I had so many people taking pictures with me. I felt like a celebrity because they were sending them to my dad <laughs> saying, I'm so like, oh, my God, your little daughter's here. Baby Corey is in the house. <laughs> yes. Morgan has earned the moniker Baby Corey. <laughs> baby Corey. <laughs> I love that. She was um, at her first national sales meeting with SNS. And I mean, those guys are known to have a good time, we'll say. texting my buddies i mean take care of her watch her make sure she's not the last one at the party and they're all sending me pictures of them with morgan here 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 and i'm like wow it's like one o'clock at night man i thought you guys were taking care of her (laughs) she's pretty grown up she can take care of herself so you've really had a great time with your company because everybody at sns i mean she was the young are you the youngest person still or one of the youngest I'm one of the youngest. 
they really took care of her, especially when you were in New Orleans. That's when I was a little worried, but I was really rough. I had plenty of times where people were grabbing the back of my shirt saying it's time to go home now. (laughs) (laughs) We've all been there early in our supplier careers. We've all been told it's time to go a time or two, I think. So you're not alone. Well, they put our national sales meeting on Mardi Gras, so. <laughs> well, that was not your fault. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's great. There's just so much respect for clearly all three of you. You know, just hearing you guys talk about your dad and Paul hearing you talk about your girls. And I've heard it time and time again that, Megan, you came into this industry and while your dad might have introduced you to people and relationships. You busted through those doors on your own. And Morgan, your name keeps popping up more and more. And I hear the exact same thing. And it's so awesome that there's so much love and support between you guys. And you just can spread that around in everything you guys do. I just, I I think it's awesome. It's also nice that like I was involved with OPA for seven years and grew up through the ranks and became president. And then Megan followed in those footsteps with the association in Tennessee, and now Morgan's getting involved in that. So I always tell them that it's a nice idea to be involved with as many associations. It's good for networking for you. It's good for your companies for exposure. So they both are doing a good job with that. And as many things that you can do to volunteer in the industry to get your name out there, it really helps long term. And they're both doing that. And I'm really proud of that because you don't get paid for doing that. It's a lot of extra time and effort when you're traveling so much. And I see both Megan and Morgan when I'm together, they get like seven times the amount of emails that I do. And I don't know how they do it because everything has changed from the handshake and the drink from what I did to now it's Zoom meetings and watching orders and walking orders all the way through. I never had to do that. So it's interesting from my perspective to see how the industry has changed. And it's truly, and I was a little worried becoming a younger industry with Amanda, Kate, and Megan, and Morgan. You take a look at the rising stars. It's a good group of people to help lead our industry forward, which when I started, it was guys with striped pants and checkered suits, sport jackets. ties up to their uh, belly button and it was like selling yardsticks and calendars to now you're selling high dollar electronics. This industry has really evolved to a more professional manner, let's just say, because when I tell people what I do, it's just like blank faces. So I know you wanted to ask that, but I just really enjoy watching the younger people take the bull by the horn and lead us into a whole new way of doing business. Oh, thank you. Love that. Although I will say there are still the guys with the ties to their belly buttons. And- <laughs> Absolutely there are. We will talk yeah. about that offline. Right. <laughs> when Amanda first emailed everyone, it made me laugh so hard because the email exchange went by so fast. And it was as if I'd been plunked into like my family dynamic as well. Morgan goes, I have so many stories. So Morgan, here is an open platform. We want to hear <laughs> your time to unload. What do you want to share about being part of the Corey family in promo? Well, when I first got hired on to SNS, I was honestly just so nervous because I would come back to like Nashville from visiting my family in Georgia and Megan had just a table of awards. And I was like, <laughs> how am I supposed <laughs> to enter this industry when my sister, 
I mean, my dad and my sister are just two people that I look up to. Like, they're my role models, and so is my mom. And I was, like, just so nervous because Megan is just winning awards left and right. My dad's winning awards left and right whenever they can spell his last name correctly. And (laughs) (laughs) I was just so blown away because, I mean, they're everywhere. And when I go into meetings, you know, they're like, oh, like, we love Megan. Like, what are you going to bring to the table? I'm like, well, Megan's really sassy and I'm the sweet one. So I guess that's what I'm going to bring to the table. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, first starting off in the industry when, you know, I was going to trade shows with my dad, I was looking over, like kind of taking notes of like, whatever my dad's got to do, I got to do. And same thing with Megan. But when I first moved to Nashville, and Megan left me at her hit booth to go talk to people. And people were coming up asking about like pens and pencils. I was like, I, what? Well, I, don't, I don't know the number. I don't I don't know. <laughs> it was just, it's a lot. I will say, Morgan, you're kind of lucky in a way. Like my sister, she sometimes comes to trade shows and is my identical twin sister. And so she spends her whole trade show like dodging hugs from strangers to her. <laughs> oh, just like, not Kate, not Kate, not Kate. <laughs> Oh, I get called Megan all the time. Oh, yeah. What's, what's funny is our emails are both mcorey, but mine's mcorey at hit, Morgan's mcorey SNS. And so we'll get a lot of overlapping emails where I'm like, nope, wrong Corey, and have to forward over. Because, you know, when you type in, start typing in the name, it auto populates. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll get a lot of each other's emails or requests. And I'm like, oh, this is a bad one, Morgan. Enjoy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So Megan, do you have any stories about joining the industry that you want to share? I would go with my dad to a lot of events, mostly the Performa Million Dollar Club events. And I think like my first just, wow, this is something that's so special. And I cannot believe there's just such a huge community. As my dad mentioned, that Bahamas trip. I was 18 or 19 years old. I was in college and I actually won money playing blackjack for my college spring break that year. So that was pretty cool. But (laughs) I lost my rear end too. (laughs) It wasn't bartending. It was just gambling. (laughs) It was just so neat that there were all of these people in this industry and they were talking to me and giving me as much attention as they would my father and brought me in as a family just that day. And I was like, wow, this whole group, this whole industry is just very caring. And it's like, you know, once you join in, you can't leave because these people are your best friends or your family. And I felt that, you know, at a young age at 18, when I was, didn't even have a job, it was just so cool to see just this huge network of people who truly just care and love each other. So that's not much of a story, but just an testament to this industry and my dad and the relationships he built. But I guess just joining in this industry and going to shows with my dad, we're not the kind of family that will go to a show or or go to Vegas or Orlando together and truly hang out with each other. He's Mm -hmm. pretty much just like, bye, see you soon, do your thing. I've got my stuff going on. And I'm actually really grateful for that because rather than just following my dad around at the shows or at after events and trying to gauge his friends, he kind of just pushed me off the diving board and was like, figure it out yourself, make your own friends, find your own way. It truly helped me grow as an individual in this industry and not just Paul Corey's daughter. 
Well, and you definitely did. You all three have phenomenal reputations. I'm very lucky to be friends with you guys. And Morgan, you're the only one I haven't met, but I stalk you on social media. <laughs> and <laughs> and it's just so cool hearing your guys' story and just watching everything that you guys have done for our industry. And we'll wrap it up. But we just want to say thank you so much for sharing everything with us and taking the time to chat Corey promo with us today. And we were so happy to have you. We just love y'all. Kate, I've gotten to know you through PK Kitchen. It's so fun just being on Zoom calls with you almost like twice a month now. And Amanda, you've been such a lifelong industry friend. So this was easy and fun. Thank y'all for thinking of us. Kate and Amanda, I mean, I respect what you guys do. And Amanda, I know how hard you work and what a good person you are and how much you care about this industry. And it's the same with you, Kate. It's just exciting. And I just look forward to watching all four of you guys just continue to rise up and I'll just take a back seat and do my little thing. And hopefully we'll see you at a show soon because uh, I'm ready to get back and see people. Yes, we all are. I miss hugs. <laughs> I know. I miss hugs. I miss hugs too. I miss hugs. I miss high fives. I, I miss you guys. Thanks again for listening to this edition of the Promo Kitchen Podcast. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe to the podcast through iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, you can always get involved in the Promo Kitchen community by visiting us at promokitchen.org. You can also show your support by donating to our cause at promokitchen.org donate. We would sincerely appreciate it. See you next time. Thank you.